We've got some hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more on how to turn that content into profit, go to contentisprofit.com. Oh, yeah. Go to contentisprofit.com. That's right. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Fuzzy? How to tap into an 85 million audience. 85 million people? Really? People audience. Is that even New possible? Audience. Yeah. I, I think, think it's possible. It, it, I, I don't think we... I, I don't think I wrote that down properly, Definitely if I'm being not. honest. But it's a cool topic, guys. It's, it is something, it's all this Italian that you're learning. It's messing know, your English it's, up, man. It's Come messing on. my English and my Spanish. <laughs> guys, um, before we get started, please go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button so you know when those episodes drop on your phone. And follow us on social media at BizBrosCo everywhere. That's right. And if you find this episode impactful, which I am sure you will, don't forget to share it and, and leave a five-star review. Thank you in advance. So... Today we have a good friend as a guest. He's a man with a mission, but more on that later. We connected with him after a Facebook group Zoom call. I'm telling you guys, put yourself out there. You'll meet some amazing people. Super random, but he has a pretty cool Italian last name. I had to put that in there. You had to put that in there. (laughs) Today's incredible guest is on a mission to make the internet accessible to 100% of people. What makes it super interesting is that through his work, he's serving people with disabilities. In my opinion, he is a real life superhero. Another fun fact, he has been an entrepreneur for 30 years, and now he's transitioning to the online world in which he is already making an impact. He assists his clients and making their websites ADA compliant to make them accessible for people with disabilities. Oh, and let's not forget, he recently started his own 45 Live Challenge. Let's Let's go! go! We are so pumped up, guys. Please give a warm welcome to today's guest and good friend, the ADA Comply Guy, 45 Live Challenger, and Il Nostro Amico, Tony Caggiano! <laughs> yes. Ciao, benvenuto. Benvenuto al Conte dei Profete. How are you doing? Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> I love it, man. Tony, welcome to the show, man. Uh, this is so exciting to have you on here. Oh, it is a blast <laughs> to be here, guys. Thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for allowing me to put this Italian <laughs> this Italian spice in the episode. I'm, I'm so excited. I, thank you. I love it. I love yeah, it. We, we were chatting, you know, tr- behind cameras, Tony, and, you know, it's two weeks of him trying to speak Italian and I'm like in flow mode working getting stuff done and he turns around he's like how do I say blah 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 in Italian I'm like I I don't remember dude I lived in Italy like 20 years ago (laughs) you guys will will see in like six months I'll make a full episode in Italian (laughs) you'll see that Absolutely. We'll, we'll check back with you in six months and see how you're doing. That's yes. right. That's right. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, you're going to help. You're going to help us. I kind of, oh my God, I need some coffee today. Anyways, dude, Tony. So what a fascinating topic. You know, we met on these, uh, Facebook zoom call, different communities going around and, you know, during these COVID times, it's so important that connection. Right. And, uh, we may, we had a chat and you had something really interesting that really caught my attention. And, and it's like, hey, you want to make a internet accessible for 100%. And in my mind, I'm like, well, internet is accessible for 100% of the people. But oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to intervene there. My thought was internet is not accessible to 100% of people because there's people that don't have connection of exactly. internet, right? For the people that and have I, the And I think that's where like most people's thoughts go to. It's like, oh, we need to give people that don't have a connection to the internet, you know, access to the internet. But then, there you what go. you were going to say. Thank you, Fonsi, for the translation. You're welcome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you, you touch on a really interesting point that because I don't experience it personally, yep. I don't see it. And maybe a lot of business owners out there are in my same position and they might be missing out in a lot of things. So we'll dive into that. But before that, Tony, like, who are you? Like, I know that you've been an entrepreneur for a ton of time. 
tell us a little bit about yourself and you know what do you do now yeah absolutely thanks um well i mean like like you said i've been um in this entrepreneur game for a long time you know um 30 plus years i don't know how many exactly so i don't want to date <laughs> myself too bad but um <laughs> You know, I was a kid when I got started. I, I was always fascinated with the idea of doing something and making money in return. I, know, yeah. like, I didn't come from a rich family. I mean, we weren't poor by any means anyway, either. But, you know, I, I always had this drive inside of me. And I think, you know, some people ask, are you born an entrepreneur or do you learn it? And, you know, yeah. I guess some people are born with this drive inside of them. And I think that was just me from the very beginning. And, you know, from there, I've, I mean, I, I've done so many things. I can't, we don't have enough time on this show to go through them all, but <laughs> I mean, I, know, think, I, I, I from, thought we agreed to a 24 hour content marathon. Right, here, hey, I just if, that, if that's the case, <laughs> then, you know, I'll start from there. So no, um, no, I, I used to do a lot of odd jobs and a lot of, a lot of different things. I started out cutting grass as a kid when I was 10 years old. Yeah. Um, you know, and as I got older, I really turned my hobbies into a passion for, you know, um, doing business and, and really earning, earning money. Um, I did things such as I used to buy, um, uh, four wheelers when I was a teenager, I used to buy broken four wheelers, fix them up and sell them to all my friends. Yeah. You know, and then. You know, from there, I actually went on to start my own DJ business in high school. And that is really what helped me throughout the years really expand um, because I didn't have to go work at McDonald's in college. You know, I had, you know, um, a great weekend job and I went to college and, you know, it just grew from there. I was able to invest in real estate and grow that and, and just a lot of different things as an entrepreneur through the years, um, which, you know, helped me. You know, what helped me along the way was um, self-improvement and really investing in myself because you know, I didn't know any, everything right off the bat. And so I just yeah. learned along the way and, and just kept investing in myself. So, um, that's really what, what drove me to, um, over the years, you know, start businesses, grow them, you know, and, and not all of them were successful. You know, I learned a lot from a lot of my failures yeah. and, um, you know, we'll go into that a little bit in, in one of my stories, but, you know, it, it really helped me along the way to learn from my failures and, and learn to learn from my failures, too. So, I think, you know, lately in the show, uh, we've been like diving super deep into the mindset and, you know, all these like things that happened before the thing that we do now. Right. And yeah. and I love that it's not the first try. I love that is many times, you know, we we're chatting on a conversation earlier. And I was like, yeah, from, you know, sell, reselling our T-shirts to then creating our T-shirts and the people on the other side, do you guys still do that? And we're like, absolutely not. We hate the process. So that was the lesson there. <laughs> like you got to love the process. And, uh, and, you know, with you, you know, from s selling four wheelers to a DJ to real estate investor, like so many things. And, and I'm sure like you picked different things and, and learned so much much from these experiences from like these uh things that you did that now you can bring it into your your now business right so what are along that along the way what have been like some challenges like that you thought oh my gosh this is it like i'm done like i don't want to do this anymore and and why you chose to continue um gosh um well, I mean, I, I think it just came to a point where, you know, I love trying new things. And, um, you know, as a DJ, I was a wedding DJ for 22 years. And so that it, that one got to a point where, you know, I had started a family, I had young kids, and it was taking up all my time on the weekend, plus prep work during the week, meeting with the, with the couples. Yeah. You know, so I, I think I just got to a point where I, um, I needed a change and needed to find something that better fit my lifestyle at that moment, that point. And I, I started realizing that a lot of the businesses that I were, that I was doing, I was trading my time for money and I needed to mm. really learn the next step on how to monetize something and make it work for me in the background. Um, which kind of led me to where I am today and learning, you know, the online digital world and creating a, a business that can, you know, work for me instead of me working in the business. Absolutely. Yeah, that's you. you I just need to throw this out here, you know. Do but it. Tony, with your DJ expertise, <laughs> we're, we're, we are going to need you to do uh, a collab in the Content is Profit playlist that <laughs> Catherine Jones actually created for the show. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's going to be a must, just so it's you know. Gonna so be a it's we'll going to be there in the action. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that after the show, but <laughs> okay, you, I'm, okay. I'm just putting it out there so we don't forget. 
True that. True. <laughs> That's so awesome. So I, I, I love how, you know, you you looked at the lifestyle that you wanted to have, right? Mm -hmm. And then you studied what was going on in the business right there that, I guess, the friction points, right? That don't allow you to want what, to have what you want. So, and for that was the trading the time for money. And a lot of people, I think at the starting point, especially in this business, we, we tend to do that. We're like, okay, I'll do that service. I'll do this. And it's really challenging to really scale from there because there's not a mind shift. How, how do you achieve that mind shift? Like, how do you go from point A to point B and actually start executing to scale? Good question. Um, you know, I, I think it's, it's all about, you know, when I go into something, um, I realize ahead of time that I don't know everything I need to know in order to, to be super successful. So, you know, what I try to do, and I, I've learned this over the years, it doesn't, did not come naturally by any means, um, is, you know, when I go into something and I know I don't know what to do, um, yeah. I really have to go and focus on the one thing and study it and learn it and get to that point where I can say, okay, I'm really familiar with this point, this topic, you know, I'm going to execute this and make sure it works and then move on to the next level. You know, I think you and I talked, you know, the, the three of us talked about, you know, the, um, the Lego blocks, you know, the yeah. building blocks and, and going from there, um, you know, so really knowing what you need to do, take it one step at a time and then just keep adding on to it in order to get to that next level of success. Yeah, that that's pretty important. You know, I, I relate that to probably one of the biggest lessons we've learned in the last couple of months, which is focusing the problem that you have right in front of you. And then once mm -hmm. you solve that one, move on to the next one. Because sometimes we just tend to complicate our life by just like <laughs> focusing on that one big problem like 150 steps away yeah and we fail to see the one that is right in front of us and we are you know thinking of problems that we might not even come across at the end of the day so i i i do believe that it's a it's probably one of the most important lessons that we've learned in our entrepreneurial entrepreneurial journey and yeah. i am curious tony how because when I was writing the intro, right, like we were, I was looking at some of your info and you said that you've always had this like philanthropic nature in, mm -hmm. in your, in your business, in yourself. Um, so, you know, I'm trying to put um, this together, but like, how did you get into the ADA compliance space? Uh, how, honestly, like, how did the whole philanthropic movement, right, started within you wanting to help other people? And then did, was that what led to the ADA Comply guy? Um, yeah. Uh, well, back you know when I was a younger entrepreneur, I I had some success, and um, I was asked to work with the Special Olympics, and um, you know I I got wholeheartedly involved in working with them. I just I just felt like I wanted to give back, and that's one of the reasons why today even. You know, I try to help other entrepreneurs. I want to give back because mm -hmm. there was a lot of people along my journey um, so far that have reached out and helped me without asking a return. And I really feel the need to, you know, reciprocate and give back. And one of the ways that I love giving back um, and one of the ways that I've become successful and rich, even more than how money can give me riches, um, is really the feeling that I get when I help others that need help in some way. And, mm -hmm. and one of those great things that, you know, for me has really given back is being able to be involved with um, people with special needs. Um, you know, back even earlier when I was in, in Boy Scouts, you know, I worked with a troop that had a special needs troop and, and got really involved with a lot of the boys there um, and young men. And it just kind of carried on throughout the years. And, you know, um, when I met my wife, she was a lot of this, she had a lot of the same mindset. She was a social worker and always helping people. And throughout the years, you know, she's even put together some things that I've helped her with. Um, she put together a clothing drive for our local schools in North Carolina, because we found our, our kids were going to school with kids that would come in the wintertime to school in pajamas with no coats because they had no clothes. So mm -hmm. she took it upon herself to go out there and, and create this clothing drive and really and, and help thousands of kids literally in our area. So it's, it's really a part of what we do. I don't want to do business if I can't 
do something that's at the same time going to help people. And when this opportunity came to me, I'm like, okay, I can not only help my end customer, my business owner to, you know, help them become ADA compliant, um, protect them from the regulations and things, um, but also help a whole community that needs these tools on their website um, and, and help the, the, you know, the community of um, different abled people. Yeah. So. Wow, that, that, that is impressive. You know, I, I mean, first of all, I love it. I love the, and I relate to the feeling of when you're giving back and you're helping others, that feeling it is empowering, you know, and I, I, I'm not to put it in like a selfish way, but mm -hmm. like sometimes like giving back like that, you do it for yourself as well sometimes because like, oh, like it feels good, you know, mm -hmm. and it gives you kind of like, I was and I I took this term from this book that I read recently. It's called the the courage to be disliked, and he talks about having that feeling of worth, like being part of a community, and being part of a community is because you're getting that that feeling that you're worth something, right? And I feel that giving to other people, that exchange of hey, I'm like helping you out, right? Um, it, it gives us that and make us feel more alive, if you want to put it that way. So. I, I love that and I love this the fact that you kind of like find a way to mix them both with with your new business which is you know I can help my clients but at the same time I'm helping you know this this subsection of, of society that that they need help right and maybe they haven't been catered to especially in the online world absolutely yeah it's, it's really you know in in building this business I'm also reaching out kind of like a Um, a philanthropic nature to the disabled community and being an advocate for them, you know, all at the same time, you know, and it's really, it's really a, a great feeling to be able to do something like that. And, um, you know, I, we're all out there to, you know, as marketers and as business owners, we're there to build a business, we're there to make money. Um, and what we do with that money is, is you know, That, that's another topic, but, you know, I, I'd love to give back and, and donate yep. money as well. But, yeah. you know, by being able to do what I do and what I love to do, and it also empowers and helps this other subset, you know, of um, the disabled community, then, you know, it's just a, a, a win-win for everybody, including myself. You know, like you yeah. said, it, it may be selfish, but I, I feel really good about myself and we're all yeah. human. You know, Absolutely. I mean, we want to do things that make ourselves feel good as well. And, you know, I, I am guilty of that. I love the way I feel when I'm out there helping other people. I love yeah. it. So to me, to me, it really struck me. Like, it was like, wow, like this is when you, when you were describing it, right? Like the compliance, like how, how do we do that? Well, first it's like, what are, what are some of the disabilities that a lot of people kind of oversee in their, on their websites or, or, or on their online presence? What are some of the things that we normally see? Because I have no idea. I'm literally asking this for myself. I want to learn and I hope yeah. the audience does too, but like I, this is completely unknown. And that's why it caused me such a shock because first off, you know, we do believe that every, everybody that's advertising, everybody that's pushing their message out there has true value, right? You know, Tony, you publish because you know that what you do is going to help a ton of people. We publish because what we do is going to help a ton of people too. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm missing an opportunity here big time to help other people, right? So what are some of the things that, that you started to see? Why, why, why the compliance? Like why, like what are you seeing that people are missing? Um, Well, I mean, to to answer it in a way of what what we're missing really is, um, you know, the statistic in the U.S. alone is that one in every four to five people has some kind of disability that mm. hinders them from, um, you know, using the web to the fullest. Let's say let's put it that way. You know, a lot of people are like, okay, well. You know, these tools are for the blind. Well, if they're blind, they can't see the screen. How can they use the tools? Well, it, it goes far beyond that. And there's just, I mean, it's legitimately, um, you know, and, and, I, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but ignorance on the part of, of people if they don't know something. And that's yeah. why I'm out there trying to educate um, and let people understand that, you know, there are people that are legally blind that can still see somewhat. And there are a lot of different 
um, types of visual impairments out there like glaucoma, cataracts. Um, you know, my mother, you know, she's older. She has macular degeneration. I had never heard of that until yeah. she got that. And so, you know, those are some of the things that people think about when you're, you're saying, okay, well, we're making it, the website accessible to people. Well, it goes far beyond visual impairments. I mean, mm. um, you know, um, uh, um, audio impairments as well. You know, one of the, the tools that it's not in our tool set of our software, but one of the, the services that I'm also helping with is helping people make their videos closed captioned. And so we're embedding the closed captioning into the video so that they can put them as ads, they can put them on you know, Instagram, they can put them on Facebook, they can put them on their website and everything wherever yeah. they put them will be compliant for people with hearing disabilities. But then it even goes a little bit further where you know maybe somebody doesn't have a disability and they're on a train and they're in a noise environment and they don't have headphones and they want to watch a video it's closed caption they can read along with it so you know it's not just people with disabilities it's everybody who yeah. needs accessibility and different tools for different purposes um you know so uh so so those are some of the reasons why you know i'm out there trying to let people know that you know a lot of these are invisible um disabilities that you may know a bunch of people you may know somebody who's colorblind they're not going to tell you yeah. you know but yeah. by having a button on the website that changes everything to black and white they're they won't strain their eyesight as long mm -hmm. and they can utilize your site much quick much longer and then possibly convert into a, a long-term customer so, yeah. so those are some of the things that we have to educate about and let people know that these tools are there for a lot of people yeah i do i i think it's fantastic the what you're doing, right? And what you're bringing to the table for people just because, and this is my personal experience, you know, like of, of course we know there are disabilities out there and, you know, we see in certain places like, uh, like in physical locations that they do, you know, have all, the, all this compliance, but I've never thought of it, honestly, for the internet, never in my, yeah. so when I, when I heard it, you know, like make internet accessible for 100% of people, My, my thought immediately went to, um, you know, communities that they don't have access to the internet as a whole. And I think that's how probably majority of people see it. They're like, oh, if, if they have access, they can already access it, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, like, you present me with this new, you know, insight, and I'm like, wow. So there's people that even though they have technically access to the internet, they still cannot use it properly to the full potential because there's so many things that they cannot, you know, that they, they, they don't cater for them. Right. And, and I was like, yeah. wow, that is, in, that, that is crazy, honestly, crazy to think about. Yeah. And, and that's where that 85 million people comes from the headline that we said in, in, in this episode, right? Like how to tap into an 85 million um, people audience which it's a huge number honestly and that's just that's just the united states you know if yeah. you have what 30 330 million people on average in the us Oof. almost 25 of those that's the 85 million right there that wow even if you go through and you're if you're spending money on ads and you're advertising your business and you're doing all this to get somebody to your website even if you get them to your website if they can't use it then you're you're losing another 25% of those people that you've been able to get to your website if they were exactly. able to, to get through there. So. so so this is a question that just popped in my head, you know, for, well, two questions. First, why aren't more, more, more people talking about this, right? Like why aren't people with um, people that has disabilities, right? Uh, maybe are they afraid to like sure that they have certain disabilities and talk about it? Do they go through the websites, you know, kind of like, having a difficult time going through them. Um, and then, actually, I forgot the second question. So let's just go without. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And like, well, okay. <laughs> well, well, I need a lot of people, you know, that, um, you know, that, that need this, they tend to, um, they use the ADA, you know, the Americans with Disabilities Act, um, you know, part of the government in the U.S., um, They use them as a helper in order to, you know, um, you know, help them with their cause. So, yeah. so pretty much, 
the ADA was started back in 1990, you know, signed into law by by President Bush back then, you know, and it really pertained to the brick and mortar mortar buildings and businesses because, you know, some people in wheelchairs couldn't get into a building because they didn't have ramp access or, yeah. you know, there was no parking. And so that's, you know, almost everybody who drives probably knows what a handicapped parking space is. You know, some people ignore the signs and park there anyway. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, you know, those are some of the things that the ADA has really advocated for on behalf of people with disabilities. Yeah. And so that's their job. And I think a lot of people with disabilities, if they need help, they go to the ADA to back them up because they're a government agency. And, you know, unfortunately, some of the, the ways that the ADA has gone about this um, has really been, um, you know, spraying businesses with litigation in order to create awareness. And they started with the big guys because back in 2017 was the first ever case that was um, deemed by a judge to, against a business. It was Winn-Dixie and they were ordered to change their website to make it accessible for this one person who brought this lawsuit, mm. you know, against them. And wow. um, the, the, the people that bring the lawsuits, they can't benefit monetarily through the web, through the lawsuits, but the ADA and the lawyers do obviously. Um, yeah. You know, so if they're, if the company is fined and the money goes to the ADA and, and helps fund the ADA. Um, but since then, a lot of larger businesses like Chick-fil-A, Home Depot, um, uh, uh, um, Domino's Pizza, yeah. a lot of the large companies, they got hit right after this. Boom, 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 because, you know, uh, the ADA said, OK, you know, we need to make an example of these companies. And then yeah. so these uh -huh. large companies who have their own website developers, they went in and said, OK, we got to change it. But you know what they did? They went in, they looked at the. Um, the standards for ADA compliance and said, okay, let's do the bare minimum. So if you go uh, to say a Home Depot or whatever, you may not even notice that it's compliant, but there are certain standards where you have to have certain fonts, a certain size, certain contrast, certain things in order to become bare minimum ADA compliant. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's accessible to a lot of people that are going to need it. Wow. Um, so, you know, that's where, um, you know, what I'm doing, we have software that goes even further and gives the ability to dynamically change the website and and make it accessible. Um, so after the large companies, you know, got hit, they got smart. They just said to their 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 on-site staff, change this. But then the littler guys, the mid-size, the smaller businesses start started getting hit as well. And you know, we all know as as a small business, you know, if we need to do something in our business, it costs us money. You know, and to hire a web developer to go in and change your site um, costs money as well. So a lot of people are like, if they've heard about it, like, well, it, it's it's a far chance in in you know what that we're going to get you know a letter from the ADA yeah. and we'll we'll take our chances. And so that's what's been happening. And more and more littler businesses are now getting hit um, and need some kind of um, of some kind of solution. Yeah. So, um, wow. That is, you know, first I find super interesting the whole story. Uh, I find extremely interesting the <laughs> fact that it, the ADA Act was in 1990, the, that you said, and it wasn't until 2017 that that big company was, I mean, probably there were some before, but you said that was like the major, the biggest one at the moment. So that's 27 years. Spent yeah, 20 well, well, the internet got started in, what, 95-ish? All right, so um, 22 years. There. So... You know, and, and really just the past five, you know, less than 10 years, people really have gone online a lot more, yeah. you know, especially now, you know, beginning of this year, boom, everybody's not going to the stores, they're going online for stuff. So yeah. even now is one of the most important times to really get this message out to people and businesses because of that. So. Yeah, 100%. I think I think I was going to mention that it's like now the world changed. Like, you know, we've been talking about this for the last four months is I don't think it's ever going to go back to the way it was. You know, there's a new there's a new future, right? In the way, and a lot of people have been going like purely online. It's not just websites; it's like work environments, right? Yeah. It's all virtual. You know, you see companies like Google, like Facebook, they're like, yeah, work from home. So, uh, all these people that have disabilities, right? They have to. There has to be some sort of like cushion, right? To to hold them. Um, and this is incredible. So I, I, I thank you for bringing this topic up. Yeah. Love the story. 
and especially for smaller businesses, right? Because as we start building, you know, sometimes when we first get started, we try to find, okay, what is the, the minimum I'm allowed to do? What is the, the things that I, I need to do? And I feel like this thing is something that everybody needs to do to make sure that everybody is included, right? So um, other than that, like getting in touch with you or, you know, using your software, what are some things that people can start looking at today, right? Uh, first, by the way, get in touch with Tony, 100%. Yeah. You have to. And so, there, there, there's no other solution. There's no other there's solution. Just, That's it. There's just Tony. There's just Tony. That's it. But let, let's say for some reason, right, they, they, they want to do their, their research. Like what are some of the things that they can start looking for and uh, to see if like their website is even accessible for these people? Well, um, you know, a lot of times if you don't have um, – a developer building it from you from scratch and incorporating a lot of these things, you may have elements that are accessible. You know, maybe your font is a font that's um, considered readable or your site just happens to have the right contrast of colors and things like that. Mm. But you really want to get an audit and make sure that, you know, your settings are, you know, um, coherent to the, what, what it's called, the WCAG. Um, yeah. It's the Worldwide Consortium of Web Development Standards um, for Accessibility. Um, and there's a whole list Listen. of things that you have to look at. And it's 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 really time consuming. And if somebody wants to do it, they can go research it and figure out, you know, if they have you know their own web builders website or if they build websites and they want to go through these things. That's something that they can do themselves. Um, you know, what I'm trying to do is make it quick, simple, easy yeah. and affordable for them by yeah. just saying, here's. You know, here's a, a header code, put it in your website, boom, you're connected to our service wow. and all the tools are, are right there for you. Yeah. So, um, you know, in, in the past, and this, this kind of is a good lead into that story I was telling you about, yeah. you know, we explain it to people in a way that they might understand it is, you know, think of, think of yourself as a contractor and you're going to build a house and you get to the, you get to the build site and there's three houses next to each other. And you have, a, you have an opportunity to choose one of these houses that you want to work on. So the first house, they're going to give you all the wood and all the nails, but no hammer. You have to figure out how to get these nails in the wood with, with no hammer. Yeah. The second, the second site, you're going to go there and they're going to give you all the wood and, and nails, but you know, an old, just a regular hammer. And you have to build this whole house with just a hammer. The third site you're going to go to and you're going to get the wood, the nails, and they're going to give you a nomadic nail gun. Yes. You know? And so you can just bang, 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 and, and build that house. Fonzie, know, get out of the way. <laughs> so, so which of those is that contractor yeah. going to want to work on um the the same thing goes for you know a website think of the houses as a website and the contractor as a person going to the website needing yeah. the right tools in order to build that house yeah um they go to the first website and there's no tools no accessibility no way for them to really use it so they're going to walk away there's no way you can build a house without a hammer yeah you know if you go to the second house you'll be able to get the job done, but it's going to be very straining. It's going to take you a lot longer and you're, you're really not going to be productive. And so there's a chance that you're going to give up before the house is even built. Yes. But if you go to the third site and you have the proper tools in front of you and you can make, you know, the nomadic nail gun work to, you know, how you work, you can make it slower, you can make it faster, you can adjust it. So that way it works just for you. Then there's a good chance that you are going to go to that job site, enjoy what you're doing, complete the task at hand and move on to the move on to the next build which will be yeah. the next sale so really you know to, to complete that to make to put that story together i really want to help people understand from a different perspective yeah. what it's like for somebody who is disabled and who's going to a website and and really wanting to build that house uh, I love it. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm sorry, Fonzie. I wanna. I wanna play a little devil's advocate here, right? Because I can see it. It happens with all of us. It happens with us as well with content. Like ah, whatever. So there's always gonna be people that say no. Like I don't need it. Uh, uh you know, who's gonna come? That's you know, idiot. Whatever. Like I, I don't need it. What is your advice to those people that are like, you know, uh, that's super cool and everything, but it, I don't care. You know, I, and it's funny that you asked me that because. You know, my, you know, as I started this business, the way that I craft my story and explain it to people has changed totally 180. You know, it used to be, yeah. you know, I, I used the the tactic of, you know, trying to spread the message by fear and saying, hey, you know, if your site is an ADA compliant, 
you may get a letter from the ADA, you may get, you know, fines and possibly even a lawsuit against you. And, you know, a lot of people took that route of like, eh, I'm not going to get sued, you know, I'll take my chances and whatnot. Yeah. And it really made me think of why am I really doing this? Why, what is really the main purpose? I'm not doing it to, so that businesses aren't going to get sued. If they want to get sued, you know, if they want to take chances, they're going to not buy insurance for their business. They're not going to do the proper things anyway. Yeah. Um, but it really comes down to if you want to have a business that does, you know, business in ethical way and the, and the right way to help, you know, your end customer, you know, if you want to grow your business and not, you know, leave money on the table and, and serve all people, then that, I think that's something that's really going to be at the heart of why you're going to do it. You know, yeah. you're going to get the benefits of, you know, being compliant and covering yourself there. You're going to get the benefits of um, having your site SEO even better. You know, Google loves accessible websites and it helps exactly. them SEO. That's another benefit. But you're really going to get the benefit of doing the right thing for all people instead of just a small, you know, a, a subset of the population. Um, and, um, you know, it, it's all about inclusion and, you know, we're, we're all human beings. We're all different, you know, and we yeah. want to embrace our differences and make sure that everybody gets their their ability yeah. to do what they want to, especially on the Internet. Yeah, I love it. I Okay, so I have like three points. Hopefully, I'll remember all of them as do, I go do through. Do you write them down? Do yeah, write I, them I, down? I do, I okay. do write them down. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, like, job, first, it's, it's an idea. Well, before that, I think you just gave, you just hit some really cool, like, learnable moments right now about marketing and sales, and we're going to get to those. But, first, idea, you know, you might already do this. I don't know. But do like a free audit list. For people, so and that work it as a leak magnet. Oh, just just saying, just throwing that out there. Oh, Who knows? Yeah. Ah, there we go. <laughs> the, I love the the facilitating story. Right <laughs> at the end of the day, it is when you're trying. You want to give the solution to someone, and you want to make it easy on them. Right. It, yeah. That that's why the the done for you programs are always more expensive than the do it yourself. Right, because you're facilitating and all that stuff, and I'm not saying like that the software, the price, or whatever. I'm not relating that to the to, um, that that story to to that pricing. But the point here is, how can I make it so easy for the other person to implement, right? To do it, to take action instead of like having a lot of friction in there. And then the last point, which I love, you talked about at first, kind of like marketing through fear, right? And you know. The sale happens for two, for two reasons, either to move away from fear or to move closer to pleasure, right? And you can decide which one you want to, like, in which way you want to market stuff, right? And I love how you took the approach of I'm going to take it closer to, to the, the pleasure side, right? Instead of, like, instilling fear in people, because I'm not going to lie, as you were telling the story before of the litigations and stuff, I'm like, wow, how, how easy it probably is to instill fear in people uh with this in this topic right yeah but at the same time i'm like with your perspective which is it's not a win-win situation it's a win-win-win situation because you're Absolutely. winning your customer is clean at winning and your customer customers are winning too right that is definitely a moving closer to to pleasure so That is the learning point that I wanted to share with people. You know, think about how you're marketing. Are you marketing just to like with fear or with pleasure? You're trying to just like push them away from fear or just like move them closer to pleasure. Yeah. I, I love the fact, Tony, that you you put a picture in our heads, right? Because sometimes with these concepts, especially like on the online world, there's, you know, some coding in the back end. I know nothing about coding. Like I, I am a very visual <laughs> guy. So I found it very interesting that there's a captive, not only audience, but people that we can really help with these solutions, right? But on the back end, uh, if we do Technobabble, and sometimes I'm very guilty of the Technobabble myself with yeah. content, uh, you lose me, but you put it in, 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 very, like in a perspective where I can, I can understand it, right? So especially in topics like this, I do thank you for making the, the three houses story. We're going to brand it that way. It's going to be on the notes, <laughs> the three That's houses awesome. story, because that was clear clear to me was like wow yeah. that's it so power of stories and analogies guys yeah so that, that story debuted right here on content is profit yes, let's go yes, yes. 
That is special right here. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. So, you know, for the audience out there, I know you 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 came for, for Tony, but you also come, you know, for the advice that we can we can probably give you. And I think what Tony is doing here with his marketing message, I mean, this the thing that he's selling. I believe is one of the hardest things that you could sell. Like I, I had once when we were preparing for this interview, I'm like, how, how is he doing this? How is he getting the message across? Uh, and I found very interesting that you transition your message from that fear to these stories and make it relatable because everybody knows somebody that has that, you know, that block to be able to to access something. So I relate big time. For us, for the longest time, was the language barrier, right? It's like, mm-hmm. how do how do we do that? And as you were explaining that, I'm like, wow, this is incredible. And uh, you know, one example is Gary Vee. He just started to translate all his content, and now he's tapping into that market, right? And again, we're talking markets and stuff like that. But at the same time, we could look at all these people with disabilities as a market because you're helping them with the value that you're providing. Yeah. Right. I mean, you said one of four or five people has a disability that pretty much don't allow them to function, you know, to their full potential. And yeah. if you if we think about it, that is, you know, 25, 20 percent of everybody, which is a lot, yeah. which means probably everybody knows someone that has certain disabilities. Yeah. So I think it's super powerful bringing this up because. It puts in perspective kind of like how big that market is that, that we're talking about. Yeah. Well, well just think of, of the aging population. You know, people in their 60s and 70s mm-hmm. were around. They were younger, you know, obviously when the Internet started and they're familiar with the Internet and they use the Internet a lot. It wasn't like when I was younger and my parents were like, what's a computer? What's the Internet? You know, <laughs> I spent years of my spare time teaching my mom how to use a computer. And yeah, we I mean, still do. We're savvy right now, but. <laughs> You know, there are people that, you know, aren't too much older than me, considered seniors, are using the Internet more. And, you know, as you age, certain things happen. We all know, you know, and you need more tools and accessibility. I remember a funny little side story. Um, Not really funny, but when when I was younger (laughs) and I was helping my mom, the, the computer screens weren't as nice as they are now. They were small, little 19 inch CRT, big, huge mamma jammas. Um, you know, and glass fronts. And my mom, in order to be able to see the screen sometimes when the, when the thing was really small, she bought this magnifying glass that was like- Oh my goodness. And, and it was probably <laughs> the size of a small book. Yes. And she used to hold it up to the screen and go back and forth and back and forth wow. in order to see the screen. Um, and so, you know, I, remembering that, I'm like, holy cow, you know, it, it really has changed with the times. And now we have the, the tools in order to embed in yeah. the websites in order to, Immediately to you know, do help it. people with that. Yeah, that's crazy. And, you know, I actually visited your website before, you know, opening this conversation. And that was the first thing that I noticed. Like it popped up the panel on the side and I was like, oh, what is so super random topic? Like the other day, I was actually on this <laughs> other website called Marketing Examples, which is an awesome website, guys. Go visit it. But the menu is on the left side, right? So when I saw the panel on your website, I'm like, wow, like he has to say a website the same type as this other guy. That's pretty cool. And then I started looking at the buttons and I was like, oh no, whoa, this is the actual software, the tool. How yeah. how cool it is. So I started like pressing buttons and see how it reacted. Yeah, it like changes the website immediately. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is super yeah cool this is amazing so for those listening guys we'll definitely leave all those links right in the description we're gonna put it uh, uh right here if you guys can't find it you can always send us a dm uh to go find him and experiment with that because once you play with it a little bit on tony's website you're gonna understand what this is you know it's gonna put that that picture in there yeah uh, uh, I, I feel wait, like- wait before before you go again um <laughs> i have the, i have a question that you might not have an answer to you know and it's okay but I'm I'm just curious. Is there a stat out there that talks about you know how much money is left on the table by by not catering to uh, people with disabilities? Oh gosh, you know, you know what? I don't have the answer to that. I don't even know how you would measure that. It's got to yeah. be a lot of money because if you think of all the money that's exchanged online and you just chop off twenty five percent of yeah, I was gonna know, say twenty five percent or add an additional twenty five percent of everything that is done, that's probably yeah, know, that, yeah, that's a lot of money that um, people could be getting. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, that, that I, 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 I'm just asking because I will, you know, 
I would love, and the way you put it is perfect. You know, 20, 25% more, you know, that you could be gaining. Uh, just so people get it in their minds, right? And from the monetary sense. But again, we are doing this to like, I also give access to people to more of the information that you, yeah. again, like my brother said, if you think your product is valuable, you want people to actually have it because it's going to make a difference in their lives. And, and, and all those people are willing to pay, I'm sure. So again, before like we get chewed up to Fonzie's point right there, it's not just a sale. It's like giving access to people, new opportunities, new value, like things that they can also take advantage of to improve their lives. Uh, mm -hmm. So, so awesome. So amazing. I want to transition, Tony, a little bit into how are you getting your message out? You know, we listened to the story. I love the way that you transitioned your message, which is incredible. I feel like that's going to, you know, help understand this. If it helped me understand it, which I'm the, like the worst learning ever. Like I, I, yeah, I'm very visual, you know, I'm sure everybody else can learn it. <laughs> so how, how are you getting your message out? Uh, what are you doing now? You know, what's, what's happening? Well, um, you know, I, I started this um, really full time about four or five months ago. Um, and I started with, you know, just reaching out to people. You know, I, I found out about ClickFunnels um, to market a um, another philanthropic um, project that I was working on, a, a website, a um, fundraising app. And so um, so when I was doing that, I was looking for a developer and I found this opportunity with with this software. Um, you know, it, it was just really when I went full time with it in January, right before wow. COVID hit and everything yeah. like that. So um, I started with just reaching out to a lot of the contacts that I met at Funnel Hacking Live and online and through networking. Um, I Being a, an entrepreneur, I'm big networker. You know, I yeah. used to face face to face networking was how I grew lots of my businesses. I, I didn't really spend a lot of money on advertising or things like that. Um, so that's what I figured I would start this business. And it's really about the message first, you know, the, the sales will come and, and that's, I want to grow this business so that we can do a lot of great things, um, with the business. But, you know, it's really about, you know, the learning curve. And right now there's not a lot of people, there's only, le there's less than 10% of the population of the internet wow. that have accessible websites in one way or another. And that wow. includes the big guys who are bare minimum. Wow. Um, so It, the message curve, you know, it starts out down here and this is where we are. We're still at the beginning and, you know, it's going to go up as the as more and more people hear about it. They're going to spread the word and spread the message through certain um, through certain channels. And so once the channel started intermingling and, and spread the word, then we're going to get a lot more response back. So um, most of my, you know. Um, my marketing has been through word of mouth, through um, organic type of marketing. Um, but I recently, because and thankful to you guys, you know, started you know increasing my my organic reach by you know doing more video and more Facebook Live um, and things like that. So um, you know, and, and I'm about what I'm 13 days into it. Yes, you know, nice. and, uh, you know, it's becoming easier and easier. And I absolutely love it now. It's, it's almost <laughs> like an addiction. It's like, you know, um, put me on, you know, before this, put me on stage with 10,000 people and I love it. You know, yeah. I get the adrenaline <laughs> rush and I love teaching. I love spreading the message, but I can't do that now. So um, when I first sat in front of a camera with nobody around, I felt like I was talking to nobody. I was talking <laughs> over a wall. Um, but um, now that I, I really understand it, that I'm really talking to thousands of people that are going, that are watching it now or are going to be watching it to yeah. get that message out there. And it's a perpetual type of message. Um, you know, I've really learned to be able to be more confident and use that as part of my organic reach. And, yeah. um, you know, hopefully I'm going to get to a point where we can start using ads and other paid um, type of, um, of traffic in order to, you know, balance it out. So, yeah. No, I, I love it. I mean, like you, many others, right? Start Everything starts with the relationships. We're huge uh, fans of every relationship that we can build through our business, through the platform, mm -hmm. you being one of them. Uh, and, you know, with those many years of experience, you know, what does the internet do? do is like it's it multiplies that message right you can reach yeah. out to so many people right somebody can see your video for like five seconds like oh my gosh this is interesting you know let me reach out or oh my gosh this is interesting i know somebody that might need this so you know we we're talking the other day about the being an extrovert right why extroverts are luckier is because they put themselves out there 
uh, more than introverts, right? And so, you know, sometimes Fonzie was a complete introvert. I'm looking at him now. He's going crazy over here uh, on the show every single day. Uh, and, and things happen, right? So I'm curious, like, is there, have you noticed since you started publishing consistently any kind of change or people reaching out or more questions being asked, more conversations happening? What's been, what, what happened in the, in the first like 13 days of you going live and publishing a little bit more? Oh, it's, it's been a, a total transformation, you know, and believe it or not, I am, I am probably, you know, what I would consider an introvert. Um, you know, I learned to find my voice as a DJ years ago because, you know, I'm quiet and shy and I like to keep it myself. And, you know, being with in this time, you know, I spent a lot of time alone in my office and I'm fine with that, you know, but when connect me with somebody and then, you know, I come alive and, and I'm yeah. able to, you know, become that persona that I that I need to be. So, yeah. um, you know, um, what was I saying? I just lost my train of thought. But being a DJ really helped me years ago because I used to get up on a stage and I had to perform. I had to announce the, the bride and groom yeah. and, you know, become that person that they needed me to be. And so that's what I started to use in my videos. Um, but since I've been doing that, I've really, you know, just looking back 13 days ago and some of the ones that I didn't even publish months ago <laughs> that I tried, I got in the, uh, on, you know, and I save them. Russell, yeah. Russell Brunson, he always says, don't throw away content. Right, yeah. Fonzie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we <laughs> learned our lesson. Lesson learned there. <laughs> Thank you for rubbing it in my face. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite part of the show right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I can totally see a change in you know, my confidence and how I'm able to get my message out there. Yeah, yeah. And it's really, as I, I get more confident in myself, I find more and more people seeing the message and commenting and reaching back out to me. And um, just, I, I think it was yesterday or this morning, you know, I connected with somebody who saw my message and related to it because she's like, yeah, I'm a business owner. I'm going through this mastermind with you online that we're doing right now. And she's like, you know, I can totally relate because I'm legally blind. And wow. You, know, wow. you would never know because you see her on camera and, you know, she shows through and she probably brings her persona to, to her videos as well. So, you know, I'm reaching more people. I'm connecting with more people. The more confident I get, the more confident people are with reaching out to me. And they're, they're getting to know me personally through my videos. So I think that's really awesome because I love then connecting back with them and, and getting to know them personally. Yeah. That go, going back and you know going back to that sense of community which is what we we're talking at the beginning that philanthropic you know being part of the community having that feeling of of worth kind of uh the honestly going live and making these connections it gives you that right and i think the internet can be a i don't know what is the right expression to say but it's like a sword with like To double edge, double edge sword. Yeah, there we go, bro. bro uh, stop learning Italian. It, You're forgetting English. It's like a double. <laughs> edge. It's like a double edge sword because it can be very lonely. Yeah, the internet, but at the same time, you can build some incredible relationships. And all it takes yeah. is to get out there, make the effort. You gotta be proactive, right? And putting content out there, going live, and not only just going live, but starting these conversations with people. Um, That's the, the being proactive side of it. And it leads to, you know, creating a community, uh, you know, gaining new friendships like here. Yeah. Uh, nuestro amigo, Tony. <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's I mean, I, I think it's uh, that that's probably one of the biggest benefits that I've experienced from just yeah. putting yourself out there. I, I, you know, it, it's an opportunity to share your passion, to share your message with mm -hmm. people that that need it, and then find those who need it and want it, right? Uh, so, you know, we wish you the best of luck for sure. As soon as we get our words, everybody's like, "Where's Beast Bros website?" I'm like, "We literally have no website. Like everything <laughs> is social." So, you know, connect with us over DM. Uh, but as soon as that's up, we're gonna definitely yeah, Tony. Sure. Uh, we'll give you a phone call, and uh, what's what we need that's to cool. do. So. Before that, how how do people what like what's what's an action point that people can do today to start fixing this issue of being ADA compliance? I, I I'll take this one. I want Tony oh, to well, say hire Tony. <laughs> that's it. That, that's it, guys. Just, just go with Tony. Just go that's with it. Tony. Now nah, I'm kidding. The, Tony, the stage is yours. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, one of the best ways, and I've really tried to um, make my website. Um, more of an educational experience rather than just a selling website. Um, so definitely go to um, adacomplyguy.com. 
check out the the software first of all because you know the way i have it set it up the toolbar opens up automatically so you can obviously yep. see it um if you have it on your site you could just make it so that the widget is there but uh, there's a lot of content on that website that will help educate you you know yeah. the more i figure out how to tell the story like the story that i told today you know i'm going to be doing more videos and bringing them over to my youtube channel um my youtube channel actually has one of one of the videos that captured me in this whole in the beginning of this thing it's it's actually just a new story that was done of a of a shoe store in a mall down in florida wow. so it might even be close to where you guys are Probably. i'm not even sure where in florida it is clearwater I think it uh, it's, it's sure. close it's about three hours okay well i mean it's it's a shoe store in a mall okay they, they, they were doing really well they decided they want to sell shoes online they got a 65 dollars website and then four months later bam they got a letter from the ada so, you know, it, it tells their whole story about what they went wow. through just because they didn't have a compliant website. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm really trying to get the types of content out there to educate people about it, whether they go and they buy from me right away. Yeah. You know, I, I hope they do so that we can help them get compliant. But a lot of times people need to be educated and understand yes, it. Absolutely. Um, but the more that one person understands and they go and buy it, they're, they're going to tell their friends and their their colleagues about it and it's and it's just going to grow and so when people do hear you know website accessibility they're not going to go think of which i didn't even think so thank you fonzie of the idea of oh they don't have access to the to the internet so they can't use a website but it's really about accessibility on the website once they get to it so yeah. uh, it's about educating people so go to the website educate yourself and um if you have questions they can reach out to me you know i love talking to people one-on-one -on -one. Um, you know, if there's anything that I can do to help them. Awesome. That's awesome. You guys, you heard it. ADACompliGuide.com. Yeah. Go we'll, check it out. We'll leave the link right in the description. You can just scroll down if you're listening and just click it right there on your phone. Um, or when you get home now, but do it now. Do it now. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tony, dude, where, oh man, this is exciting for me because we, we've seen your progress since the day we met you and it's very exciting, but where will you be if you did not publish? Uh, not where I am now. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably, you know, I, I'm one to um, not want to give up. You know, I would probably still be spinning my wheels, you know, not knowing as many people um, just in the past, you know, week and a half of doing uh, more video, live video content. But I've also done other content. You know, I've, I've put myself out there on Instagram, on Facebook, um, my website connected with people directly and things like that. So that's all, you know, content that, um, you know, I'm going to repurpose, you know, because content is profit. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I totally would not be as far ahead as I am. And, you know, some days are a struggle and, and, yeah. and it's kind of deflating some days where it's like, okay, I talked to all these people, but we didn't get any sales today, you know, but then, you know, the next day I get a call from, you know, a, an international company that makes soccer goalie gloves and they're like, hey, we need your help. You know, so, and those are the big things that are like, oh my God, yeah, I'm, my message is getting out there. Yeah, um, it, it's it's all worth my time. So, you know, I can see growth, and and I've done this in my other businesses too. When I feel deflated, and I'm like, oh, should I continue going? Is this even worth it? All I do is turn around and I look back and see where I was a month ago, and I'm like, wow look at how far i've come in such a short period of time yeah how far am i going to be in another month wow keep on going yes so, and, and that's really one of the mindset tricks that i've used over the years to really you know keep moving forward um wow and that's yeah. a quote from the the disney movie the robins meet the robinsons by the way yes <laughs> love it I, i i love that last um you know golden nugget right there just because you know i i felt it sometimes too the feel the feeling of, being deflated like oh i don't know i don't want to do it I, i prefer just lay in my bed you know all comfy but then you look back and you're like wow like look at what we're what we're creating so thank you for bringing that up i encourage everybody to just turn around and look at what you've accomplished yeah i i geek out on on mindset tricks and, and different things and yes giving back to, to other entrepreneurs that's too. awesome awesome then you're gonna love katherine jones uh oh, yes episode from today she, she it was awesome yeah it's like i can't wait to listen to the replay all the way through tomorrow morning on my five mile walk there you yeah, go that's awesome dude tony it has been an absolute pleasure man thank you so much for sharing you know all your stories your knowledge no uh, no thank you 
Grazie. 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 <laughs> For opening like this wide door to this new yeah. world to us, right? And I really hope people listening and business listening go ahead and take action. Uh, you know, we don't like the fear tactic, but that's always something that's there. You don't want to go through that process. It is a pain in the butt. And on top of that, the big thing is that you're helping a ton of people. You're helping yep. them seeing your solution, see your product, see like just imagine all like how happy they will be with your product in their hands and uh yeah it's just win win yeah. win wins everywhere yeah, it, you, you're gonna be helping more people you're gonna be having peace of mind so yeah. that's a, a big win right there awesome where tony we've we've said your website a couple times where can people find you we have adiagocomplyguy.com where can they connect with you too i understand you have a facebook group uh, we yep. might have might not been on there chatting for a little bit the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my Facebook group is actually the entrepreneurial journey. And I kind of do that as, as my way to give back. And I connect with other entrepreneurs that are growing a business or trying to get to that next level and, and give a lot of those, um, you know, those mindset nuggets. I've, I've put together a three pillar framework, mind, body and business. So I talk about mindset. I talk about you know, um, healthy living tips and, and things. And then obviously the business side. And I, I do my own interview show on there, which you guys have been on as well. So, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's a way for me to give back and connect with more people. So uh, it's called The Entrepreneurial Journey. Um, and feel free to, to check it out if you'd like. Sweet. Awesome, guys. Awesome. We encourage you to, again, go check out his website and join his Facebook group. Yeah. So... Tony, don't leave. We got two minutes with you. But with that being said, guys, thank you Ciao. so much for tuning into the Content is Profit Arrivederci. <laughs> Hit smash that subscribe button. And don't forget, follow us on social media. That is right, guys. Grazie. And if you find this episode impactful, please don't forget to share it and leave a five-star review. Cinque. Grazie. Grazie. Adios. Tutto bene. <laughs>